Well, hey, this is Joey Furjanic, lead pastor of the Block Church. I want to thank you for joining us today. It's an honor to share this time together with you. We hope this message will touch, impact, and transform your life and help take us one step further on our journey to revive every block. Come on, Block Church. Come on. Give it up for Jesus. Give it up for Jesus. Come on today. It's for Jesus. May God bless you all today. Uh, let's welcome all our locations, our physical locations, and our, our family watching online. We bless you today. Amen. Like Pastor said, I am Pastor Mo. All right? Why? People, my name, I don't know what it is. It's Moses, but it has an I. And the I is silent. And so when people meet me, it's Moises. No, no. It's Moses. So to keep it short, Pastor Mo. Say Pastor Mo. That's it. So we got a good vibe this morning. I'm excited to be here uh, today to preach God's word. Uh, also want to honor our lead pastor, Pastor Joey and Pastor Lauren. Can we give it up for them today? They're, they're our pastors. They're my covering. Even though I'm older than him, he is my covering. He is the authority. Glory to God. <laughs> also, I would like to honor Pastor Grace. Amen. Pastor Grace has been such a great help. Yes. I give honor where honor is due. And I've been working alongside with her for three years, giving her headaches and stuff like that. <laughs> Amen. But we're here. We're here and we're excited. Also, like as the pastor said, I am the pastor of the Espanol location. So if you have a friend, a family member, someone you know that speaks Spanish at your job, send them our way. Okay? We're excited. So uh, done with the protocol. That's good. Let's, let's jump into the Word of God. Uh, we've, on a, we've been in the series, More Life. Who's, who's enjoyed that series? This powerful, powerful, powerful sermons. A couple of weeks ago, our lead pastor brought a word of integrity. That was just amazing. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, from there, he brought another word on testing the spirits. Okay. Then we had missionary Bart come in the house. And last week, we had our own pastor, Xavier, preach on heavenly help. I don't know if y'all had heavenly help this week, but I sure did. And so... Uh, today, uh, we're going to jump into Acts chapter 10. Acts chapter 10 is where my assignment uh, this today is. And so most of us, uh, I know most of us, we all have preferences. Yes, we do. We all have preferences that we feel strongly about. But what happens when the preference or your preference goes against what God is trying to say or do? Uh-huh. Today, we will look at the passage in Acts where Peter's preference were challenged and he had to choose either to do God's missions to reach the Gentiles or stay in his own preferences. Today, you and I will look hard at our preferences and see if they are aligned with God's mission. So for the next few minutes, I would like to speak under this subject, mission over preference mission over preference if you are new to the block church uh this is a statement that we use uh weekly <laughs> yes we use it at, at at our meetings at our staff meetings and we're always saying mission over preference 
So Pastor Mo, what are you trying to teach us this morning? Well, let's define mission. The, uh, the dictionary is defi defines mission as an important assignment carried out for political, religious, or commercial purposes, typically involving travel. I'll repeat that. Mission is an important assignment carried out for political, religious, or commercial purposes, typically involving travel. And so if we go to scriptures, in Matthew 28, 18 to 20, Jesus gave his disciples the assignment, the mission. And remember this, when Jesus gave the assignment and the mission, Peter was there. Okay? Peter was there. What was the mission? Matthew 28, 18 to 20 says, Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. I'll repeat that. You can see it. Make disciples of all nations. Now, don't limit yourself by a culture, by a race. It says, make disciples of all all nations baptizing them in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit teach these new disciples to obey all the commands i have given you and be sure of this i am with you always even to the end of the age remember peter was there and this is the mission Make disciples. Go and make disciples of all nations. So what is the mission? To proclaim the good news of the kingdom. To teach, to baptize, to nurture new believers. To respond to human needs by loving service. That is the mission. But our theme, our subject is mission over preference. What is preference? Preference is the fact that you like something or someone more than another thing or another person. Uh, researchers, researchers often measure preference as a pattern of choosing. Yeah, you choose because it's a pattern. Some of y'all, your preference comes from a lineage, from your genealogy, from your history. Uh, you make the same decisions and you choose the same preference as your grandfather and your father and uh, yeah many of us many of us choose because it's a pattern but what determines preference preferences or what a person wants to do stems from their own values or cultural norms knowledge or available information don't worry we're gonna get to the part you like in a bit <laughs> preferences are what a person wants stem to their values their cultural norms their knowledge or available information but also preferences are also influenced by past experiences and the consequences of previous decisions so many make a preference because they had a bad experience before. Ah. Some choose their church because of bad experiences. They choose couples who they love, who they date because of a bad experience. 
and because this person did this to me I'm not going to choose that person again I'll go this other way and so we make decisions and preferences because of past experience if I can give you a biblical text there's a man called Jonah yes he is the prophet of God that a fish swallowed but why is this is important because God tells Jonah I need you to go to this city and give this prophecy I need you to preach this word and Jonah said no why because the city of Nineveh killed his parents and Jonah knew that if he gave the prophecy they were convert to God and so because of past bad experiences he preferred not to preach the word of God ah. and so many of us respond to preferences because of past experiences many can't walk in mission over preference because they have a religious mindset and so that's the point really that I want to touch today and preach today. I want you to have a freedom from a religious mindset. What is a mindset? The dictionary says that mindset is a fixed mental attitude or disposition that predetermines a person's response and interpretations to a situation. I'll repeat that again. Mindset is a fixed mental attitude or disposition that predetermines. That means you've made up your mind already. <laughs> you're, you're, not, you're, not, you're not looking for other ways, uh, other, other methods. You've predetermined, like so many when they come to church, I've predetermined I'm not lifting up my hands for salvation. I'm not going to serve. I'm not going to do this. But where the Spirit of God is, there's definitely is freedom but what is a religious mindset it is the mindset listen to this it is the mindset that prefers to condemn rather than inquire it's the mindset that ridicules instead of to welcome it's to be a closed-minded rather than to be open-minded it's to be hostile and resistive to change rather than to entertain its possible merits ultimately it's the mindset that is governed by fear and not love you got to get this this morning today it's a mindset that's governed by fear rather than love a religious mindset is built on pride it focuses on self and what self can do to look good. But Philippians 2.3 says, do, not, do, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourself. <laughs> what are examples, Pastor Mo, of religious mindsets? Here we go judging others by their appearance mm -hmm. trying to earn God's love and salvation trying to conform to outward holiness without inward transformation <laughs> always critical of others people walk with God <sighs> he should be doing this he should be praising this way he should be doing that 
It's a religious mindset. Uh, here we go. Desiring position and honor in church more than honoring God. You perform Christian duties but have no passion or hunger for God. Your identity is rooted in a lifestyle of Christianity instead of in Christ. You know about the truth of Jesus, but not the way of Jesus. You project righteousness, but inwardly you are filled with anger and resentment. How many people have a religious mindset? They, they act righteous, but they're dealing with some problems inside. They're, they're mad at the world, but yet they're, they're, they have a religious mindset and act that everything's all right. There's something I always teach, and I'm going to share that with you, and I've shared it before with, with our staff. You got to understand that God won't heal what you keep hiding. I'll repeat that again. God won't heal what you keep hiding. So in chapter 10 of Acts, we have Peter. Remember I said that Peter was with Jesus when Jesus gave him the mission. And so context of chapter 10, who is Peter? A powerful man of God, disciple of Jesus, an apostle of Jesus, a man who God used in miracles, signs, and wonder, yet very religious because of his Jewish upbringing and culture. He was taught to be religious. So that's the context of who Peter is. And so now, Acts chapter 10, verse 1 through 7, there is a Gentile man whose name is Cornelius, who an angel visited and spoke to him. And the angel tells Cornelius, who is a Gentile man, your prayers and gift to the poor have been received by God as an offering. There, this is so powerful. Why? Because you never know who's praying or giving. Ah, uh, yes. You never know who's praying or giving. I would definitely would love to hear God tell me your prayers and your giving have been heard. So the angel tells this to Cornelius and then he tells, go and summon Peter. Go call Peter. And so we pick up in verse number 9 of Acts chapter 10. It says the next day as Cornelius, Cornelius' messenger were nearing the town, Peter went up on the flat roof to pray. It was about noon and he was hungry. But while a meal was being prepared, he fell into a trance, a vision. And says, he saw the sky open and something like a large sheet was let down by its four corners. In the sheet were all sorts of animals, reptiles, and birds. Then a voice said to him, get up, Peter, kill and eat them. No, Lord, Peter declared. I have never eaten anything that our Jewish laws have declared impure and unclean. But the voice spoke again. Do not call something unclean if God has made it clean. Amen. See, as I, as I read the text, I, I, I enjoyed myself because the text is talking about food. 
<sighs> There's something about food that'll change your. And so I started, I started studying the, the, the Jewish culture, and, and in the Jewish culture, there's something that's called kosher food. And so kosher food, in reality, is not a style of cooking. It's not like Chinese or Mexican. Kosher food is actually the way it's prepared. It's not the food, it's the preparation. It's how it's done. And in kosher foods, you cannot mix certain foods. Uh, they, they, they say you can't have meat and milk at the same time. So that, that, that's what they was taught. And so now Peter has that religious mindset. What's the religious mindset? Because you didn't cook it the way I cook it. I can't eat it. Uh, because you didn't prepare it the way that I prepare it, I can't eat it. Because you didn't follow the rules that I follow, we, I cannot accept it. I'm preaching to somebody this today because that's how many times we, that's how we come into the house of God with religious mindset because you don't sing my favorite song, because you don't bring my favorite preacher. Be yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you don't do the stuff that, that I used to do when I'm in church. We come with religious mindset. And God was trying to teach Peter, I'm going to break and free you from that religious mindset. The, the problem, here we go. The problem with religious mindset is that you forget what good Jesus did for you. Ooh. You forget how Jesus saved you. Uh, all the religious, all the religious things that you, you do now, you forget that Jesus forgave you. Ah, uh, come on, Peter. Peter, did you forget where I took you from? Peter, did you forget that you almost drowned? Peter, did you forget that you cut the ear of an innocent man? Peter, did you forget that you deny me? Ah, uh, religious mindsets always will, will, will cause you to forget what Jesus did for you. But I came to tell you, if he did it with you, he can do it with somebody else. If he saved you, he can save somebody else. God is trying to break the religious mindset that Peter had. The mindset was that Jews can't fellowship with Gentiles. Huh. Yeah. God had to show Peter that the gospel was for everyone who accepts Jesus as their savior. The gospel, it's for Jews, for Gentile, for circumcised, for uncircumcised, for Northeast, for Northwest, for Port Richmond, for Espanol, for Center City. The gospel is for everyone. Verses 16 to 27, God tells Peter that three men are going to pick him up and take him to Cornelius' house. And God tells Peter, don't worry, just go. Verse 28, love this verse. It says, Peter told them, he, he's talking to Cornelius. Peter told them, you know, it's against our laws for a Jewish man to enter into a Gentile home like this or to associate with you. But God <laughs> has shown me that I should no longer think of anyone as impure or unclean. But God has shown me 
God, God was breaking that religious mentality. God was telling, telling Peter, uh, I, I, I am the same God for the Jew that I am for the Gentile. I am the same God for the rich that I am for the poor. I, uh, I am the same God for the American, the Hispanic, the Afro-American. Uh, I am the same God. Don't you dare call unclean what I've washed with my blood. Uh, this next verse should make you shout and jump this morning. Verse 34. Then Peter replied, I see very clearly that God shows no favoritism. Okay, thank you for one amen. God shows no favoritism. You should have shouted amen for that right there. Uh, because God did not look at your past. He did not look at your skin color. He did not look at your troubles. He did not look at where you came from. He did not look at your neighborhood. God makes no, has no favoritism. And in every nation, he accepts those who fear him and do, what, and do what is right. This is the message of the good news for the people of Israel. And there is peace with God through Jesus Christ, who is Lord. Lord of all. Somebody shout no favoritism. Uh, verse 44. Now Peter's ministering to them. Says even as Peter was saying these things. The Holy Spirit. Fell all upon all who were listening to the message. Not only that God loves you the way you are, he can fill you uh, with the Holy Spirit. Uh, the Jewish believers who came with Peter were amazed that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out unto the Gentile too. For they heard them speaking in other tongues and praising God. Uh, see, re religious mindsets cannot, cannot accept this. Because they believe they're the only ones filled with the Holy Spirit. They believe they're the only one that can speak in other tongues. They believe they're the only one that can lay hands on the sick and they'll be healed. But I came to tell you today, you have that same power. You have that same access. But can I help you? Peter, this process for Peter of of being free from the religious mindset took some time. <laughs> See, it's not going to happen from one day to another because in the book of Galatians chapter 2, we, we see that, that, that Paul had to rebuke Peter. <laughs> and it reads like this. Uh, uh, Galatians 2.11 says, but when Peter came to Antioch, I had to oppose him to his face for what he did was very wrong. When he first arrived, he ate with the Gentile believers who were not circumcised. But afterward, when some friends of James came, Peter wouldn't eat with the Gentiles anymore. Ooh. He was afraid of criticism from these people who insisted on the necessity of circumcision. 
So Peter ate with Gentiles as long as his friends weren't there. Help me, Holy Ghost. <laughs> as long as no one that knew him was there, it was all right. But when he had friends of his, uh, he wouldn't eat with the Gentiles. Don't look at nobody, look at me. <laughs> you won't speak of the gospel because your friends are there. <laughs> Uh, and so Paul had to give what I call a holy rebuke and he had to tell Peter verse 13 as a result listen to this as a result other Jewish believers follow Peter's hypocrisy because religious men uh, mentality and mindset will take you to hypocrisy uh, and even Barnabas was led astray by their hypocrisy. When I saw that they were not following the truth of the gospel message, I said to Peter in front of all the others, since you, a Jew by birth, have discarded the Jewish laws and are living, and are living like a Gentile, why are you now trying to make these Gentile follow Jewish traditions? Religious mindsets. Peter had it. And now Paul had to rebuke him. But I love uh, after, after, after Paul confronts him. Verse 18, Paul writes this. Uh, talking to Peter, he says, Rather, I am a sinner. If I rebuild the old systems of the law, I already tore down. I am a sinner if I rebuild what God has freed me from. Yeah. So Pastor Mo, the question would be, how do I start walking in freedom from a religious mindset? So if that's your question, this is the answer. Number one, you have to believe that God can do anything with anyone. I'll say that again. You have to believe that God can do anything with anyone. God can make a profit out of a drug dealer. God can make a profit out of a prostitute. God can make a pastor out of a witch and a warlock. It's called grace. And if you're here today, it's because of God's grace. God, how many times you cursed God and he still loved you? How many times you gave your back to God and he still loved you? How many times you backslid? Yeah. How many times you committed the same sin and God sent a man of God on mission to take you out of the place you were at? It's called God's grace. We didn't deserve it. We can't work for it. it Somebody shout God's grace, God's grace, God's grace. If you're here today, it's because of God's grace. Don't try to earn it. You can't earn it. You can't pay for it. It's freely given. Whew, I feel you, Jesus. 
And if he gave it freely to you, why can't he give it to somebody else? If he forgave all the things you've done and still doing. Don't look at nobody, look at me. If, if, he, if he forgave you by his grace, why can't we believe he can do it for somebody else? So number one, you got to believe that his grace is sufficient. You got to believe that he can do with anything with anyone. And number two, you start getting freed from a religious mindset when you start reading scriptures. Romans 12, 2. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. <laughs> then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Let God transform your thinking. Uh, I had a few minutes. Let God transform your thinking. So uh, let, me, let me make this sermon more transparent. So I'm going to talk about Pastor Mo before the block church. I was a very religious preacher very religious I've been in church 42 years born at a hospital but raised in church <laughs> I know what it is if you've been in church a long time but it's to have service seven days a week Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday <laughs> so I was taught to be very religious until I told God there has to be something more than what I'm teaching and preaching. Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be transparent. I was sending everybody to hell. I, that's, that was the gospel that was preached back then. If you do this, you're going to hell. If you do that, you're going to hell. If you're gonna... And so religious mindsets will suffocate your spirit. <laughs> Ah. <laughs> Religious mindsets will suffocate your spirit. And so I got to the point that I got, I got tired of preaching. I told God, there has to be something else. There has to be more to the gospel than what I'm teaching. So God took me to a process of teaching me because you have to unlearn to learn. <laughs> so about in this journey, God started teaching me, but yet I was like Peter. <laughs> it, it took a process. And so about eight years ago, almost nine, I was invited to a Christmas service at the block. Showed up, had nothing to do, showed up. 
finished the service. I was like, it's cute. <laughs> but it's not my cup of tea. Then my wife was like, babe, let's go again. And then the Bible says, listen to the wife. <laughs> so I showed up and I remember I took a, like a month sabbatical of my ministry and I heard Pastor Joey preach for four straight Sundays. And every Sunday I would come in and cry. And my wife was telling me, are you good? I was like, yeah, I'm good. Came back the second Sunday, kept crying. She's like, you good? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. By the fourth Sunday, I told her, love, you have to understand that as a preacher, the greatest thing you can feel is when you're being fed. And I was eating right. <laughs> so, got adopted by the black church, but still, I was like, I don't know if I can do this 15 minute worship. <laughs> uh, I need three hours. I need three hours. <laughs> Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. I need a sweat. I need a sweat. I don't know if I can do this 15 minute worship. I don't know if I can do coffee in the sanctuary. I don't think this is for me. But when you choose mission. I said when you choose mission over preference. I thank God for Pastor Joey because mission will take you away from Florida, bring you to Philadelphia. Come on. Mission. Mission will bring you from Arizona. Mission will bring you from Texas. Mission. Come on. Mission over preference. Mission. Mission over preference. It's not the coffee. It's the mission. It's not the 20-minute worship. It's the mission. Eight years later, I am a location pastor. And some of you in this room are here because someone chose mission over preference and invited you to the block church. Someone did a surf Saturday. Could have done some, something else that Saturday and chose mission. They went to Frankfurt, Terminal. They went all over the city, Wawa, because they were on mission. That's when you know you're free from the religious mindset. When you choose mission over preference.
Thanks so much for joining us today. I especially want to thank those of you who give generously to help us revive every block. If you enjoyed this message, you can subscribe, share it with your friends, screenshot it, and post your social stories and tag us at The Block Church. We'd love to hear from you and how you found this encouraging and inspiring. Thanks again, and God bless you.